into the Shant Show. It is our pregame episode preparing you for Thursday night's matchup with the Troy Trojans. I'm your host, Curtis, joined by... Josh. Mario. And Jordan. So guys, what are your first takes on this Troy Trojans team? Uh, from first look, it doesn't look like a great team, but what are you guys looking at? Yeah, they're not a terrible team. They're not a great team. I would put them around decent. They can hang with you a little bit. And I just don't really think they have anything in them to pull off an upset against a big dog. But they're definitely not an awful team, and it should be at least a solid test for our bounce-back game against them. Yeah, I'm the same way. I look at I look at how they've been playing the last couple of games, and uh, they didn't play last week. Um, but looking at you know when they played on the 16th, they played Texas State. They only won by three points. And in the week prior, they played Georgia Southern and only won by three as well. So I'm not going to say they're a bad team, but um, I don't think they're going to have what it takes to hang with the Shawns, especially after coming off of that loss to Appalachian State. I think we're going to come out and just really just gut check them in the mouth. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I don't think they're going to have enough to actually be coastal. But I'll say this. I think if you got to point to one side of that Troy football team, I think their defense is probably their strong suit. they got two guys that have seven and a half sacks. And overall, they put some decent pressure on some teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, statistically speaking, their defense is far better than their offense. Right? Their offense is not putting up a whole heck of a lot of points. They're not putting up a whole heck of a lot of yards. Their defense is containing teams as well. I mean, you know, it's Southern. It's an FCS opponent. They only gave up three points. Um, they played Southern Miss, who were expected to announce their membership right. to the Sun Belt uh, yeah. tomorrow, um, as soon as tomorrow, excuse me. They only allowed nine points to them. They held a Power 5 team in South Carolina to 23, right? That's not an, you know, it's not a crazy number, and South Carolina's not a crazy good Power 5 team, but it's still a Power 5 level. So it, it makes me wonder, can this defense contain Coastal's offense that was contained last week by App State? Yeah, and if you look at their schedule, they pretty much did. If you look at the games, what you would expect to happen. They beat Georgia Southern, Texas State, Southern Miss, and Southern, and then lost to Liberty, South Carolina. You'd expect that. And then they lost to ULM, and when that happened, that was a big upset, almost 30 points. But you look at ULM now, and they beat Liberty, and they're 4-3, and three, so maybe they're not as bad a football team as we thought they were, and maybe that's not really that bad of a loss, although Coastal did beat them by 50-plus. So, Yeah, we'll have to see what happens, and I think that um, I think that it's, they're going to put up a little bit of points, but I don't think it's going to be something out of the norm. I don't think that it's going to be very out of the works. I just think that the defense is going to play a lot better this game. I mean, just seeing what happened, I think it's going to happen this this game. They're going to have kind of a really breakout game this game. Yeah, I would hope so, right? That defense was pretty pathetic against App State. So this is your chance to prove that you're not what you were in Boone, North Carolina, right? You've got to come back. And, and we talked a lot in our post-game podcast, our post-game therapy session, really, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> about how you know you can't let App State beat you again right you've got to come out you've got to be ready to play against Troy and this is your chance to bounce back and say hey we're not the top dogs in the Sun Belt yet that's coming but for this season we're going to be the second best team you know that game against App State and Boone is the real Sun Belt championship regardless of who plays in the actual game right so this is a chance for Coastal to prove that they are that team and in all honesty I think they will right I think the big key to that is the offensive line. Right, and again, with a powerful defensive line like Troy, this is going to be a really big test for that Coastal Carolina offensive line. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do. You know, I'm expecting 
not the Coastal Carolina football team that we have seen last week, but the Coastal Carolina football team, or not even this year, but the team that last year people said they had no shot and just went out there and proved everybody wrong. I'm looking for that underdog Coastal Carolina team to go out there and just whoop Troy. Yeah, and this will be good to see because the last times we've played a physical team with a good line, we haven't really played that well. Buffalo had one, App State had one, so if we if you look at that aspect of it, we should struggle, but that's going to be something that's really going to be telling coming out of this game is how we respond to dogs in the trenches and if our line can step up this game. I believe Bill Durkin really has been nailing it to yeah. him all week in practice. So I don't think he wants to see a recap of what happened against Appalachian State. So I believe Bill Durkin has gotten into those guys about how they need to hold their blocks and be more physical on the line of scrimmage, especially coming up against this defensive line at Troy. So I think that we're going to come out and play a lot better on the offensive side. Yeah, we thought the practices after the Buffalo game were going to be bad. You can only imagine what happened after this game. Yeah, and and one player that I'm really looking and throwing a lot of weight on his shoulders is Grayson McCall. Listen, the guy's been awesome all season, but in that App State game, he almost looked tentative. He almost looked scared. He almost looked like he was willing to give it to a running back just to avoid getting hit. That's not the Grayson McCall that we're accustomed to seeing. That's not the Grayson McCall that we know and fell in love with last year. I'm looking for him to take more risks in this game, to pull the ball on some read options some more, to create the kind of havoc that an athlete like Grayson McCall can. And I think if he does that, I think Coastal wins this game, right? I think if he plays another tentative game where he's scared and the offensive line plays a game that's not great and he's under pressure, I think it leads to another scary situation against a Sunbelt opponent that is below us. For sure they're below us. Yeah, and that's something that's really I've been thinking about all season is they haven't really been taking shots down the field. I remember last year, almost every single game we would open the game with a play-action 75-yard touchdown. It happened in four or five games last year, and I didn't see it down the throw feet a down-the-field throw until probably game four or five this year. They, Grayson McCall hasn't been taking big shots all season, and he certainly wasn't in the App State game. At first he was, that throw down the sideline to who he dropped that into highly. highly and yeah. then Cam Brown broke that one that wasn't really a throw down the field. But that's something he really needs to do if our offense is going to be as good as it can be. And why not take risks? You've only thrown one pick all year. That doesn't really matter if we're not blowing teams out and winning games. Right, and it's all about the offensive play calling, too. You know, we got great playmakers, highly likely Cam Brown. Give those guys a chance to make a big play like they've been doing all season. You know, do not play scared. Do not play, again, conservative. Don't try to go for, like, five-yard passes or anything like that. If you can, let those guys let those guys off the, off the chain and go. Well, and, you know, I'm looking to see – I'm about like you, Mario. I'm looking to see what the play call is going to be, see what Jamie Chadwell has up his sleeve for this game. Um, you know, we didn't really hear a lot of Isaiah Likely last game. I think he only had like two catches last game. And, you know, we're used to seeing Isaiah Likely have a really big game, especially when it comes <laughs> to some belt opponents. So I'm looking to see uh, what they can do in getting him the ball and getting Hiley the ball more too. But, you know, I'm, I know Grayson's going to come out and play more. I'm, a lot of people have been on him this week, past week. So, you know, I, I anticipate a great game from Grayson. I just feel like, you know, this whole team in general has got something they got to prove. A lot of people have been talking down on him, so I'm looking to see them come out here and shut a lot of people's mouths up. Yeah, and in terms of criticism for Grayson McCall, this is probably the game where he's going to get it the most he's ever had. <clears throat> After the Liberty game, that was the end of the season, and he really played fantastic that game and made plays out of nothing. 
But this game, he played tentative, and everybody's on him about it. And this is like the first real criticism he's had of his actual performance in a game. So it'll be good to see how he bounces back. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they talked in the broadcast of the App State game a lot about how he's, you know, on pace to blow records out of the water for passing efficiency and, you know, completion percentage and all these things. And, and he's still on pace to do that amazingly after yep. that Appalachian State game, right? You know, seven, or excuse me, um, only one interception on the season. So, right, like, this is a guy that we know can make plays. We've seen him make plays. And this is a week for him to step up and prove that he's still that quarterback. Do I think that there's a quarterback controversy brewing? Absolutely not, right? (laughs) Do I think if he has a bad game, we see changes or he gets pulled at halftime? Absolutely not, right? This is not an Oklahoma situation where you've got a five-star quarterback on the bench that you're, like, you know, the fan base is crying out for. We still love Grayson. We still support Grayson. But this is a chance for him to take it to the next level and say, hey, listen, Coastal is still the team to beat. Coastal is still this great top 25 team, you know, the best team in the Sun Belt type argument, right? He needs to go out and prove it this week. Another position group that needs to do that, the defensive line. They were pitiful against Appalachian State. Listen, as as much as we're all Coastal fans, we're all Coastal students, we're allowed to be critical, and we really were in our post-game podcast. This episode, we're going to try to be more constructive, right? And we're going to try and say, hey, this is a bounce-back game. That's a position group that needs it. C.J. Brewer needs it. Gunter needs it. Stewart needs it. Like, those guys really need to step up and show that they are the position group that they looked like they were going to be coming into that App State game. Yeah, absolutely, and you, you you point out a good couple of players. You know, I'm looking to see what C.J. Brewer does. C.J. Brewer was one of the main names that were called last year, other than um, Teron Jackson that's now playing in the NFL. So, uh, C.J., we need you, man. We're looking to see what you can do. We need you to step it up. Uh, Jeffrey Gunther, we're looking to see what you can do. We need you to have another good game. Um, we're looking to see those type of plays from you guys, and I know that you guys can go out there and make it because you've been making them all season long. So let's just, let's see what you guys can do this week. Let's have a bounce back game. And one thing about like we were called the Black Swarm last year was really the tackling. I haven't seen this, this season. I've seen way more arm tackles, solo tackle attempts than I did last year. Last year, somebody caught the ball, five dudes on him yeah. in under a second. This year, it doesn't seem like anyone can get any help, and we're not making good fundamental tackles, but really it's the gang tackling. I know my high school coach would be yelling at us right now, but we need to get back to everyone, all hats on the ball, all 11 on the ball, as soon as it gets touched, and that's really something I want to see this week and that they're going to tweak. Right, and you guys mentioned the defensive line, but I kind of want to get to that backfield a little bit, those corners, those safeties, because last game against App State, those wide receivers that App State really did a number on us, you know? I'm looking for Chad Skaggs to make that adjustment and kind of contain the number one wide receiver for Troy. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a position group. And really the defense as a whole is a group we've got to watch out for. They had an awful game against Appalachian State. It wasn't, you know, you could point to one player and say he was worse than the other, but the whole group was bad, right? So this is your chance to get back at it. And it starts up front. If you can get a couple of sacks, you can stop their run game a little bit. It allows your linebackers and safeties and corners to move more freely in the secondary because they don't have to worry about you know a quarterback back there with 10 seconds in the pocket to pass. They don't have to worry about coming up and helping in the run game because your defensive line has it locked down. And then your safeties and your corners don't have to worry as much about getting 
blown past in coverage, right? And I think that's what happened a lot to App, uh, excuse me, to Coastal at App State was they had to commit so many players to the run game because they couldn't stop it that it left you with one-on-one coverage in the secondary, and then you got beat bad. Right, and again, we keep talking about this defense and the game that they had against App State, but overall, this is a really good defense that we do have. You know, it's just against these teams like App State and Buffalo where the defense looks a little questionable, and again, I feel like the games against like Troy, ULM, like Georgia Southern is going to be coming up a little bit. Those games right there that we are projected to win, those are the games I expect us to be dominant in defense. But the games that are coming up, such as, like again, we're bowl eligible, so we're going to be playing a decent team come that time. That's where I want to see the defense's next test, and I want to see if they end up adjusting things. And another thing, too, um, you know, they've seen a struggle with Buffalo. You know, teams have looked at us, and, you know, like Mario said, we are bowl eligible. So when it comes to a bowl game, you know, teams already have – Kind of the blueprint. I mean, looking at what they've done against uh, Buffalo and Appalachian State, teams are going to be using that film to their advantages to try to see if they can stop us on offense. So, you know, we need to see what we can do um, defensively and offensively to try to muster um, what other team we might be playing. Because even though, you know, we're number 24 in the country now, we still have an opportunity to even raise our, our rankings up. So, well, I want to see exactly what we're going to do to try to make adjustments. I didn't really see a lot of adjustments from any of our coaches really last game. So when we start panicking, what are we going to do? That's the one thing I'm just looking forward to. Yeah, and on that little – you said about having a blueprint on how to beat us and looking at what teams did. We struggled defensively against Kansas as well. They kind of limited the possessions. They scored 26-27 on us. They were winning the first quarter. They did the exact same kind of thing against Oklahoma this past weekend, and it worked very well. And all of the games that we've kind of struggled in defensively, the teams have been limiting possessions – They've been focused on the run, really. All three of the teams that we've struggled defensively on were focused on the run, and then that opens up a big, big shot down the field. We really, really need to learn how to stop the run because I really don't think the passing offense is an issue unless the run's working, and then that opens it up. Right, exactly, yeah. And, again, going into the App State game, Coastal was averaging 15 points against per game, right? That's incredible. It's been said multiple times, and it was proven last Wednesday, that Coastal's schedule leading into the App State game was not good. Right, Those teams are not good. We talked earlier about ULM. We think it's a little bit better than they were given credit for. But this Troy team, I would put on par with like ULM. Right, I'd say that those that's a pretty good comparable. They're decent teams. They're not good teams. You've got to come out, and on a Thursday night, national coverage, right? ESPN2 is going to be here. It's the blackout. You've got to come out. You've got to play really well, and I think Coastal will. But, you know, looking at this game more specifically, what are you guys' keys for the game? What's a stat that you think if Coastal hits, they win? You know, what are you thinking in terms of a key player that if they have a good game, Coastal walks out? We talked about Grayson McCall earlier, but anything that stands out to you guys in terms of keys to victory? Hate to harp on the defense again, but really under 20 points. I think that should be our goal. We should hit that, but every game that we do that, we win, and it's not even close. And then another thing is, even if we get up by 30 or 40 points, I would like to see them keep Grayson McCall in a little bit more and really just be more risky with the play calling and throw 50-50 balls down the field, even if it hurts his completion percentage. We don't care about that. We want to see big shots down the field so that we have practice for it when we need it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to see another 200-yard performance by another wide receiver. I'm looking at the Jordan <laughs> Strong versus Tez Johnson right there. Our best corner versus their best wide receiver. Let's make that happen. 
Well, I'm looking to see the running game. I mean, the running game wasn't really effective against Appalachian State, so I want to see the run game uh, improve. And, and with that, I know that offensive line plays were going to be very key for that as well. So I want to see those two things happen. I want to see the offensive line play better, and I want to see our run game get back to where it was before we played Appalachian State. Yeah, and I'm really looking at turnovers, right? We talked a lot about last year, the Black Swarm defense was you know, flying to the ball. But that was also a defense that caused a lot of turnovers. This year, they barely have any, right? DeJordan Strong still doesn't have an interception. There's not a lot of turnovers caused. The special teams has been really good, right, with those blocked punts. That I don't know if that technically counts as a turnover. It's certainly a quick-fire play. But, like... That's going to be my key. I think two turnovers by this defense wins you that game because that's two more possessions that your offense gets that their offense doesn't. And with the quarterback that is we expect to come out in Grayson McCall, two more possessions, should be two more touchdowns, should be two more nails in the coffin, should be game over. Yeah, and you said special teams, but really I'd like to see the special teams show up again. They've been kind of dormant the past couple weeks, and really against App State, nothing big on special teams. And if you want to win a big game like that, you have to have a big special teams play. App State did on that onside kick. They got that. Special teams can be the key, and it usually is in big games like that. And we haven't had a special teams play in a couple weeks now against a semi-decent opponent, so I'd like to see one or two in this game as well. Right, and what you said about turnovers is this year it is not even comparable to last year. But these past couple of games, they have been kind of increasing the turnovers a little bit. We had two turnovers against App State. I can't remember what it was the game before, but those turnovers, they are kind of stacking up a little bit and a little bit towards the later on in the season. So, honestly, again, I agree with you. I think the turnovers need to go up, and I think that they're slowly doing it. Yeah, well, and, you know, I'm looking at, like Josh was talking about, I'm looking at you know, more from special teams as well. And um, I know our kicking game has actually improved. It's been great. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. I mean, anytime you can go into uh, need a situation and you need a good kicker to give you some points, uh, when the offense can't get you points, you know, that's always a good thing. But, you know, I know we're all looking for touchdowns. But I, I, I like to see the, the kickers. The kickers have been playing a lot better last couple weeks as well. Yeah, one thing I'd like to see them do, speaking of special teams, is maybe switch the returners out a little bit. I know Hiley's back there because he's got great hands, but he's not a speedster. And our starting field position has not been great. I can't remember a time it was past 30, 30. We got to go 75 yards plus every drive to get a touchdown. We've had one punt return that was big. I'd like to see some returns this next week, regardless of who's back there. Yeah, and like you said, um, I believe you mentioned it, uh, Josh, earlier in the year. Spillum, he's a very, very fast guy as well. Braden Bennett, again, a, ver a very good running back, a very elusive running back. I'd like to see some of those guys out there in the yeah. punt return game. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with a look to, like, the national scale, um, I think before we get into that, let's get into our predictions. I'm going to go 31-13 to 13 Coastal. I don't think the offense puts up quite as many points as we're used to. I think Troy's defense is good, but their offense just isn't. I think a couple of those turnovers come back to haunt Troy, and it ends up being a Coastal victory, 31-13. I'm very confident about our ability to bounce back, and I think we're going to have our best game of the season. I'm going to go 58-15. to 15. I think we're going to explode offensively, and I think our defense is going to finally step it up. Yeah, I mean, I think our defense, like you said, is definitely going to step it up. I think they're a very aggressive defense. I think early in the game we're going to have a little bit of trouble, again, with that defensive line for Troy. But overall, I think we are definitely going to have a bounce-back game. I got to be in 52 to probably 16. I'm going to go 52-16 Coastal. Um, I'm going to go 45-6. I'm going to go 45-6. I, I, I believe in this defense. I believe that we're going to 
get some stops. And I know that uh, Troy's going to be in positions probably this game where they're going to go for it on fourth down. And I think our defense is going to stop them. I really do believe that this is a bounce-back game. I mean, we, we need to have a bounce-back game. And I think that this defense and Chad Staggs is going to come out and um, really hit Troy in the mouth. And I think it's going to happen all game long. They don't really get a rhythm, only give up two field goals. So I'm going to go 45-6. Yeah, and my prediction's more of nothing against Troy, really. I'm really not thinking too much about Troy here. I'm looking at Coastal to bounce back after it was a good loss in terms of it was a decent team, but the worst loss we've had in the past couple of years for the momentum of our program. And we're still ranked. The poll gave us a little bit of respect, which was good to see. But I really think this would be the narrative to bounce back and absolutely crush Troy. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the poll there. We'll go into a more national outlook. There's some massive, massive games going on this weekend. First up on the slate, Penn State, Ohio State, five versus twenty. Penn State is a eighteen and a half point underdog at Columbus. This new overtime format uh, is dumb and stupid. Um, <laughs> that's the worst college football game I've ever watched. That you know, was won by two points. He's a Penn you know? State fan. Yeah, um, nine overtime. <laughs> terrible game. Listen, it wasn't bad because Penn State lost. That certainly helped it be bad. But that's the dumbest way to end a college football game in the world, right, is, is a penalty shootout on two-point conversions. You could tell both teams weren't ready for it. You could tell both teams hated what they were doing. It was the biggest waste of time because after each attempt – they got to choose, right, because it's still technically overtime. Mm-hmm. So the team that was on defense or that lost the toss, that didn't get to choose whether they were on defense or offense first, would choose the end zone. So naturally, Illinois would move to the other end zone. You'd trot them down the field. Oh, and then inevitably they'd fail to score, and Penn State's all right, let's bring it back to the student section. Oh, my God, it was so painful. But I don't think Penn State's a good team. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I think they lose that game, and they're ranked 20th, which is just ahead of Coastal, so that's good for us. Other games that are going on this weekend? I like the Battle of the Michigans. You know, um, we got we got University of Michigan, which is ranked 6th, versus, versus Michigan State, which is ranked 8th. I think, honestly, that is my game of the, de- of the week. Well, for me, I'm looking at uh, the world's largest cocktail party. I'm looking at Georgia, number one Georgia, taking on Florida. You know, this is a rivalry that's been going on for, I believe, over 100 years. So, and anytime the Bulldogs and the Gators get into it, it's always interesting. Something always happens. So, I'm just curious to see. I mean, Florida almost pulled off the upset against then number one Alabama earlier in the year. So, I'm curious to see what they're going to do against Georgia. And Georgia, and you know, we, we all know about Georgia and their defense. Uh, they've been having a little couple struggles with the quarterback position. Who are they going to really keep at quarterback, either with JT Daniels or um, Stetson Bennett? So I'm just curious to see what's going to happen there. But it's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. One game that's really fun that I really like that not really anybody's talking about is Virginia at BYU. BYU's ranked 25th. It's the first game that Virginia and BYU are playing that involves Bronco Mendenhall. He was the BYU coach for about 10 years, got them to where they were about three years ago, went to Virginia, and he's got the Cavaliers at 6-2 and two receiving votes. Their quarterback leads the FBS with 3,200 passing yards and 29 total touchdowns. He's moving up the Heisman boards, but I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch and something with a little more on the line than just a game. Yeah, and so a couple quick fire games that we're watching just because they're you know, they affect Coastal depending on result. Number 10, Ole Miss. Number 18, Auburn. 
Um, and number 19, SMU, against unranked Houston. SMU's undefeated. Houston at 6-1. and one. That's one of those games where we've talked about all season you, you're hoping for a draw, right? Because yeah, that right. Houston team jumps to 7-1. and one. They beat a ranked SMU team that's undefeated. They could jump Coastal in the polls. And then Fresno State and 21, San Diego State. Uh, Fresno State has been an up-and-down team, right? They're a team that looked like they were going to beat Oregon. They, you know... Beat UCLA. Beat UCLA. Mm-hmm. They've you know challenged a couple of, of top tier programs and they've dropped a couple of games against nobodies and it, what's going on there. So if you get the best out of Fresno State, I think that's another undefeated team that goes down. With that being said, um, the last thing I wanted to touch on was bowl predictions. Schleybach and um, ESPN, their team, they put out an article just about every week doing bowl predictions. And an interesting one came up this week with Coastal now that they've lost. Schleybach still has them in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, whatever, against yeah. Charlotte. What, again, we've Jesus. talked over and over about how, please, for the love of God, anything but that. But uh, Bonagura, who works with him on this poll, put them in the Gasparilla Bowl against LSU. That would be awesome. Man. Two years removed from a national championship, a literal national power, right? They're not good this year. Ed Orgeron's on his way out. However, that's still a a game that you can stamp your name down as like, hey, Coastal's here. Coastal's here to stay, right? right? We beat LSU. That can be a real big springboard moving into next season and really good for recruiting. Mm -hmm. Where is that game at? That is in Tampa, Florida. I'd be there. That's a game that you – for the, love, for the love of God, please don't put Coastal in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Let them have that game. That would be a game everybody wants to see. Oh, yeah. You got an offense that's rolling in Coastal, and then you got LSU, and we all know what they can do, especially when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, and they have a really good running game. I think their running back just uh, set the uh, rushing record that was against Florida. Yeah. So I would love to see that game. Hey, box office, I would be at that game for sure. Yeah, and that would be – Another note, that would be Coach O's last game at LSU. Yeah, absolutely, right? So, like, that's – what does that LSU team do, right? If if that holds up, let's say a season ended today, that's the bowl game Coastal's invited to. What does that do for LSU? Do they just, like, ah, Coach is gone, who really cares, and they just come out and don't play? Or do they go, we love Coach O, this is garbage that he's being fired, and they come out on all cylinders, and Coastal's got a barn burner on their hands. It's so entertaining, right? Like, that's that's so awesome. But that would be on December 23rd at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Ooh. So, like, that's that's perfect. The semester's over. We're loading up a couple buses full of Coastal students and alumni, and we're headed down to Tampa. Like, that'd be so much fun. Awesome. I, I would be there. I'm telling you guys. I, we wanted to see a game. That's all I've been talking about all semester with you guys. You guys know. Yeah. We've been wanting – I wanted a big bowl game. And, you know, it's not – as far as a bowl game goes, it's not a big bowl game. But you're playing, like Curtis said, a powerhouse two years removed from a natty. Yeah, let's go. Coastal yeah. LSU, let's get it. Absolutely. Let's take that vacation real quick. Yeah, dude. Chancho from Tampa. I'd oh, man, yes. <laughs> I'd love that. That would be but. dope. But with that, I think we go ahead and we sign off. We will see you this weekend after Coastal's victory over Troy. <laughs> I'm, I'm that confident, right? Yes. Like, I know I know we were so harsh in our post-game app state, but I'm really, truly confident in what this team can do. But 
yeah, we'll see you this weekend. Follow us on Twitter at The Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show. Um, look for us on YouTube. The first one went up. Uh, it's our App State pregame. Uh, the App State postgame did not go up due to some editing errors, but, you know, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look for us on YouTube. We're now on Spotify and Apple, so give us a share. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what we're doing well. Um, you know, we had on our postgame podcast, we had a listener question. Please, our DMs are open. Send us a question. We'd love to have a press conference at the end of every episode. But with that, I think we sign off. What's up?